and welcome into edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor. I'm joined by the briefcase, Casey Cobb. And in the first episode, we uh, notified everyone that it is his birthday. So happy birthday again, Casey. How you doing? Happy birthday to me. I'm doing great, Chuck. I'm still full. Still yeah. full from the, the steak. And, and what else do you have? Uh, and I had some grilled asparagus. Let's see. Had some uh, homemade coconut ice cream. Mm. Had some, oh yeah, corn on the cob, like grilled on the grill. Mm. Yep. And yeah, Jerry, pretty... Jerry knows how to cook a steak, so I'm yeah. still full from that. Pretty jealous of that. Um, well, are you ready to talk some uh, head coaches? Let's do it. We might even, we might even get to your boy Jimbo Fisher. You know, if you're lucky. I think we can. Um, you know, we might be able to squeeze him in. Some some big headlines there in Texas A&M. But yeah. um, quite a bit of coaches to talk about here. We, we're not going to hit all of them. We're going to hit the big ones. But um, you want to start with uh, – let's start with the unsuccess. Let's start with the, the bad end of things because we've got a lot more coaches on the bad end of things than the good end of things. Um, if you have one that you want to highlight, we'll just kind of trade off. Who do you think is in trouble three, four weeks into year one, Casey? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I don't know if he's in trouble. I think they're probably going to give him give him some time to try to work things out because he's shown that he was successful before. I'm sure you've got him on your list as well, too. But, you know, Scott Frost coming over to Nebraska and, you know, from his his playing days in Nebraska, he was he was he was great at Nebraska. I, I can't remember if he won some championships back then or not. But um, you know, when he was playing there, Nebraska was good. You know, they used to be rolling right along, and you know they brought him in. Everybody's all hyped up. Let's pay him some money. The prodigal son has returned. Let's move heaven and earth to make this happen. And what are they now? Owen three. Owen three. Yep. Owen three. With a canceled game against Akron, but yeah, 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 they probably would have lost that. Possibly lost to Troy. They lost to Troy. They lost to uh, Colorado. Colorado. They lost to North Texas, which don't look now. That was Arkansas. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Arkansas. Yeah, I'm getting my, I'm getting all fired up and getting my games. No, you're you're good. That's going to be the other one on my list. Colorado and Michigan. Those are the other two. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, Troy was their big loss. Yeah. So you know, I I think they're going to give him some time. I don't think they're going to start you know trying to get rid of him yet because he's got the uh, you know the prodigal son returning home or going for him for a while. But man, talk about a disappointment. That that's a real big surprise. Did not expect that, Chuck. No, yeah, I don't think anyone did. Um, except for maybe, I mean, maybe a Nebraska fans didn't have a whole lot of hope. Uh, you know, Nebraska wasn't that great last year. Um, and I think they did lose their quarterback if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, what, what concerns me more Casey than the, than the record or anything like that is, is I'm looking at their recruiting and I, you know, we don't have to get that deep into all these coaches, but just one thing that, that, uh, kind of, you know, raised some red flags with recruiting in 2019, they've got 17 commits, only two ESPN 300 commits. Uh, they've wow. got six four stars and ten three stars. So, and then one you know junior college unranked. So, 
their recruiting is not really looking like it's going to turn anything around. Uh, and your first year as a head coach is the year where you get your big recruiting class. That's where everything is new and fresh and smells like a new car and, and all this stuff. And, right. and it didn't look like too much help is headed his way uh, there in Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Cause usually you get a new coach in there and, and they impress and, and they bring in some of those good recruits. So yeah, that's, that's surprising to hear. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Scott Frost, uh, you know, I don't know if hope is necessarily on the horizon, but, uh, you know, it is four weeks into year one. So just calm down, Nebraska fans. Um, my one, my next one that I'll, I'll give you uh, Arkansas, because I know you got a lot to say about Chad Morris there in Arkansas. But um, I want to talk about uh, Matt Luke there in Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is a program that is just – they're, I mean, they're they're really competing with Arkansas and Tennessee for being the the most collapsed team in the SEC. Right. Not a whole lot going their way. Um, starting out this season, what are they? One and three, or no, sorry, three and one, three and one. But they're not really, you know, they haven't really played anyone. Um, Matt Luke, I mean, do you see see things turned around in Ole Miss, or what, I mean, what have you seen as an SEC fan? You know, I think the problem with them is. Um is um Hugh Freeze and all of his ridiculous ridiculousness, you know, um with his recruiting and uh the other nefarious things he was doing, you know, it may have actually damaged the reputation. I think they I, I don't know if they've been penalized yet or not. Maybe they've lost some scholarships. I think some players were given the option to leave there. So it, it it may be part of it is he just doesn't have the talent that he needs because of the missteps that Hugh Freeze made, you know. So mm-hmm. it may take some time to be able to get that rebuilt and try to to bring them back up to speed and uh, get get the players trusting again that they can come play there and, and not have to worry about any kind of sanctions. So, yeah, know. yeah, that's true. The the whole the penalized part of it. Um with Hugh Freeze is, is a big part of it. You know, Matt Luke, all these guys are four weeks into their, their first year, so you can't really say anything about them yet. They did get right. stomped by Alabama, and they haven't really played anyone else besides Texas Tech, which, then, you know, that's an impressive win. Uh, it wasn't Ole Miss, but, you know, Texas Tech isn't isn't terrible. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll check in on Matt Luke. But there's a lot of SEC coaches that you can say, you know, people are kind of waiting and seeing about but yeah i uh, i wouldn't be too concerned with them because you know they've they've got some they've got some scholarship bands so i think it's going to be a little while before they get back on track again they're going to have to rebuild so um you know we'll just have to watch uh, wait and see yeah well who's your next one you want to look at um you know i've got i've got herm edwards you know i mean you and i kind of laughed about herm edwards he's just kind of He's almost kind of like a blowhard, you know, whenever you watch on ESPN. <laughs> it just makes these platitudes and, and statements that are just somewhat bombastic. And, you know, at the press conference, he didn't quite understand that their mascot was the Sun Devils. I don't know if you got to watch that. It was kind of, <laughs> kind of amusing. You might go back and check that out. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, he he got him ranked. You know, they were ranked in the top 25. Before, and, um and uh, you know, won some games, so maybe maybe Herm's got a little bit of something there. And, and 
before the season started, there were not very many people who thought he would do well. Like I've only heard like one pundit out there say that he thought he might be able to do well there. Most everybody else is just kind of like shaking their head, like really, dude. And um, you know, so far he's 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 been a little bit of a surprise. So Herm Edwards. All right, yeah, um, Herm I think is a little bit more of a feel good stuff. I think uh, I think Herm's done a, a you know a decent job out there in Arizona State. I think it's gonna take a little bit. Um, for him to get a handle on things, but yeah, I mean, you know, Herm Edwards too early to say, but I, I, I'd say he's got that, that program on the upswing. Um, my next disaster one, I've, I've got a couple more disaster ones, uh, man, Willie Taggart, Florida state. Wow. Um, Florida state. I, th- I think there's three programs, um, that you can really, you know, wonder, are they ever going to be back? And, and to me, that's Florida State, um, Arkansas, and mm. Tennessee. Um, mm. I think those are the three, three of the biggest. And you can, you can make cases for other people, but I think those are three of the biggest holes that have got to be dug out um, yeah. in college football. So, yeah, Casey, anything to say about Florida State? Yeah, Florida State. They got Taggart over from Oregon, right? Uh, how long was he at Oregon? Do you remember? One year. One year. Yeah. So you know, th- this may be a case of you know a couple of things. So it could be a case of them, you know, him having a good year at Oregon, and uh, you know, Jimbo deciding to leave because things had obviously soured over at Florida State. Him and Florida State were definitely not on the same page, and uh, they decided to take him on and. You know, everything I saw, I was like, Taggart's the best. Like, I mean, all the players are raving about him. The school's so excited, you know, like everybody gets all hyped up. And, uh, oh, my Lord, man. I mean, they have just fallen off the face of the earth. And what's surprising to me is that, you know, even though Florida State um, may have slipped a little bit in their recruiting the last year or two, it's still pretty solid, you know. So I I don't know if it's the players. Maybe – Maybe the the recruits he was bringing in that that were rated that Jimbo was bringing in for a couple of years were were a little overrated. Maybe they need some help in recruiting. But I'd like to think that they still had some pretty decent players. If they do, then it's it's got to be on him as a coach to, to not be doing his job. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to me, that's pretty uh, pretty alarming because I can't. I don't remember Florida State dropping way outside the top twenty five in recruiting. I think they still should have some players there. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's just been a downward spiral. Um, Florida State two and two so far this year, but getting blown out by Virginia Tech, who just lost to Old Dominion, um, and then Syracuse, and then they very well could have lost to Samford. Um, so just in the bottom of the trash can, Florida State Willie Taggart, you know, didn't really get to see him long enough at Oregon to see if we could turn that program around, but he didn't have a exactly. good year last year. Um, so we don't really know. Uh, Willie Taggart's gonna be one of those guys that you know, if he can stay at Florida State, we'll we'll see what he can do. But it, he's got a lot. He's got a big hole to dig himself out of mm-hmm. um, over there. Yeah, he sure um, does. Yeah, yeah. So who who's next on your list, Casey? You know, just to back up on that, I'm looking here. 2017, Florida State had uh, 13 ESPN 300 commits. You know, yeah. I mean, there you go. three three five stars in 2017. Three five stars. 14 four-stars, five three-stars. So I, I can't say this to players, man. Yeah, they. I mean, uh, well, a handful of those guys transferred with Jimbo left, but not enough mm-hmm. to, 
the, I mean, you're right. The, their recruiting has not been a problem, I don't think, largely. I think it's just been, you know, kind of a broken system. And I think that's the problem with uh, Arkansas and Tennessee. I, th- I think it's a broken system. Yeah. And I'm gonna, that's where I'm going next is Chad Morris with Arkansas, you know. Um, I would like to see Chad Morris do well, you know, coming from, coming from SMU. Uh, you know, local school here. I don't necessarily, I don't follow them super, uh, super closely, but, you know, I always like it when SMU or North Texas wins or, um, you know, I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, he, he did okay at SMU. I think, I think he got them to a bowl game, but he yep. did all right. Kind of, kind of getting them, getting them uh, fixed after the debacle of uh, that coach who came in from, from Hawaii. I forget his name. But he just, oh, I know who you're does. talking about, but I can't remember oh, his name God. either. Yeah, he just destroyed their program, and Chad Morris kind of picked it up and fixed it and got them back to a respectable place. Um, so I, I really thought that was going to work out to be a pretty good uh, pretty good hire out there. So, um, But what do you know? Not so far, you know. I mean, I'm not sure what he's doing up there or why, why it's not working, but, yeah, he's really falling down. To see Arkansas lose – uh, you know, to a good North Texas team. Um, but to see them lose to some of these teams they're losing to is, uh, man, from the, for SEC, it's sad. You know, you expect more. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're they're one and three with their one win coming against, jeez, uh, who is this? Eastern Illinois. Um, so, yeah, losing to Colorado State, North Texas getting blown out, uh-huh. and then uh, Auburn. Yeah. They've got well, A&M next. Um, two new head coaches meet uh, when Arkansas plays A&M, but Arkansas just uh, in, a, in a very bad place. It yeah. is uh, not very whoopig suey right now no, in Fayetteville. Um, their quarterback – oh, my gosh, this has got to be fake. Their quarterback <laughs> has, has 438 yards on the season passing. Are you serious? Through four games. He has 438 yards, averaging 100 yards a game. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Good Lord. That's that's pretty bad. His QBR is 36.8. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, So, yeah, Arkansas in a bad way. Mm. Um, Okay, well, I got got three more bad ones to talk about, and then – and I'll just give you all three of them. We can just kind of go in order, and then I've got a feel-good one. Um, so my three bad ones left, uh, you know, if there's another one that you have, you want to go over, but my three bad ones are Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee, Chip Kelly in UCLA and Kevin Sumlin in Arizona. Um, those where were, do you want to start? Those were exactly the three I was thinking about talking about next. You Perfect. Know? Perfect. I had one more I'm going to throw in there at the end. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be a bad one, but we'll see. So, uh, yeah, Chip, uh, uh yeah, now I'm going to go with Kevin Sumlin, you know? Start with him, okay. Good lord, that's a, that just blows my mind. You know, I mean, yeah, they're two and two, and two not very impressive wins. Yeah, not very impressive at all. You know, and um, I like Kevin Sumlin, a good recruiter, good good uh, good players coach, but uh, not really a good not really good at developing players. You know, I expected him to come into the Pac-12 and do a little bit better than he's doing. So, you know, that, that to me was alarming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disappointing start for him. I think you can argue that Kevin Sumlin had 
one of the strongest teams handed to him of all these of all these new coaches with the the Heisman candidate Khalil Tate mm-hmm. still at quarterback. Right. Um, you know, Arizona was ranked at, at some point last year, I'm sure. And you know, of all these guys, I'm looking at. I mean, maybe Dan Mullen at Florida, you could argue, but. Um, a lot of these guys weren't handed very much, and Kevin Sumlin was handed a pretty decent Arizona program. Right, uh, it's still very early, but blowout, you know, blowout loss to Houston, and then they lost to BYU, who now is ranked, but you know, the win against Southern Utah there in Montana's conference, and then Oregon State, um, not very good. I mean, we'll have to see what they do against USC, but yeah, uh, Kevin Sumlin kind of waving the red flag around uh, there in Arizona. It's um, disappointing. But at the yeah. same time, I'm looking here. It says he's first in the Pac-12 South. Uh, well, they're one and zero in conference. One and zero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They they're one and zero against. They're tied. Uh, they beat, okay. Yeah, they beat Oregon State. It was it got a new coach as well, Jonathan yeah. Smith, and Every, he's yeah. Everybody beat Oregon State. Yeah, not not too good there in Oregon no. State. So. Um, all right, well, let, let's stay in the Pac-12 then and talk a little Chip Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. Starting off 0-3, uh, just got blown out by Fresno State. Um, you know, you and me thought that he would transition pretty well to the Pac-12. It's his, it's his backyard, but right. not so far. Yeah, I thought with this, you know, you think he, he's got some relationships with some of the high schools over there, you know, from his days at Oregon. Um, you know, Pac-12 is a uh, – it would, would seem to be a pretty good conference to be running that, that high-octane offense that he likes to run. Um, it didn't have a horrible roster either coming in, you know. Yeah, he, he it, lost it, Josh Allen, but, yeah, yeah. No, besides that, yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, but to see him, you know, get, get pretty much dominated by OU – Lose to Cincinnati and Fresno State, you know that's that's uh that's kind of alarming. So uh, I don't know, man. I mean, who's UCLA going to go out and get? I bet you they'll probably give him a few years, and he may get this ship turned around. But yeah, that's a, that's a surprising one for me. Yeah, he's gonna he's, I mean, he's gonna score points, but that's the thing he, he hasn't been scoring points, and I don't know if that's because his first year in the offense that very well could be it. But, I mean, 17, 21, and 14 are not Chip Kelly's offensive numbers. Um, A Chip Kelly offense doesn't score those kind of points. So, you know, we'll have to see if if it's just a transition period with the new offense because Chip Kelly does run a unique offense, a very high up-tempo spread offense. So that that very well could be it. Um, But, you know, if they don't transition the next year or two, you know, Chip Kelly has not faced the hard part of this Pac-12 schedule. No, he hadn't. you know, he hadn't played Washington, hadn't played Stanford, hadn't played Oregon. So, you know, he's, he's got a long way to go, and he can't keep throwing up L's, uh, especially losing to, you know, like Fresno State. Uh, people are going to get real tired of him there in UCLA. But like you said, he knows the recruiting. He knows everything else. So um, we'll see. Um, so with that last one, Jeremy Pruitt out there in Tennessee, uh, before I give you my feel good, um, Tennessee is is just uh, oh man, a disaster. Falling into the depths with the how they found their coach last year. They're two and two, uh, two very unimpressive wins against Eastern Tennessee State and UTEP, uh, getting blown out against West Virginia and Florida. Casey, uh, any hope for the Volunteers there in Rocky Top? No, I don't think so. And you know the way that 
the way they botched their whole coach search last year, I mean, what I think I think they went and hired, you know, hired one coach and was about to announce it and then decided not to. I think he was tied in with um, with one of the scandals somewhere. I can't remember which one. And um, then they said, oh, wait, never mind. We're not going to hire you. And then I interviewed somebody else and we're planning on hiring them. And it was just like a ridiculous carousel. I, I mean, why anybody want to go up there and coach with the way they've been managing that entire program is beyond me. Um, so, I mean, Tennessee's really been kind of on a downward slide for a while now. So I don't, yeah. I don't really expect, I don't expect them, you know. I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, they're two and two and they were about to face the gauntlet, Georgia, Auburn, and Alabama. Yeah. Um, I don't see them coming out winning any of those. So that puts them what, two and five, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I mean, I, they got a couple wins with Vanderbilt and Charlotte at the end, but they're going to have to beat a team like Mizzou or South Carolina to make a bowl game. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know if I see it in the schedule. So Tennessee not making a bowl game. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, again, with all these coaches, we're four weeks into year one, but Jeremy Pruitt has got a lot to work, a lot of work to do yeah, he does. there in Rocky Top. Um, okay, well, I've got a feel good. Uh, Casey, what, what's your last one that you're gonna you're gonna mention? You know, my last one was I want to talk about Dan Mullen in Florida for just a second. You know, um, personally, I think I think Dan Mullen's going to be successful there. I think it may take uh, take a little bit. It may take another. May take a couple of years, but you know, Florida is a hotbed of recruiting. He's been down there before. You know, he he was a a disciple of Nick Saban. You know, he put together some great teams at Mississippi State, which which is uh, you know in the SEC West, but doesn't always get all the great recruits like the Alabama and the Georgia and the LSU do. So I I think he's going to be okay. You know, losing to Kentucky, like, that was a mind-blower. And, and uh, um, you know, people were all panicking because they lost to them. But, you know, they beat Charleston Southern. They beat Colorado State pretty handily. They took care of Tennessee pretty handily yesterday. So, you know, hey, Kentucky Kentucky may be pretty good. They're ranked 17 now, so they may have lost to a good team. So, I think some people were freaking out about that. I think Dan Mullen's going to be okay. He's going to pull Florida back from the abyss, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in, in a few years. I agree. I agree. That was actually the one I was going to talk about because I figured uh, you were going to talk about the other one. Sorry about um, that. But that's fine. No, that's fine. I'll flip it. Uh, I think this one is even even more of a feel-good is uh, Jimbo there in, um, in College Station. Um, Jimbo is – come in i mean he's as far as next year he's kind of owned the state of texas in recruiting yeah um flip flip the coin on tom herman a little bit um from when tom kind of did the same thing last year but uh got some great recruits coming in um you know they got a tough schedule being in the in the sec but they you know started out pretty decent they won the two games they were supposed to and they lost the two games that they weren't supposed Mm -hmm. to win but in one of those games they really showed up uh against a really good team and they they proved that they can they can be on that national stage Still a lot to be seen, you know, like with all you know, week four into year one. But, um, you know, they take care of Arkansas. I think Kentucky is going to be a pretty interesting game, although it is in Kyle Field. Uh, Kentucky really showing up this year. Yeah, um, yeah beating some pretty good teams. So, yeah, I mean, I think A&M's on the right path, though, especially with recruiting. I think a lot of people are behind Jimbo, you know, and he was one of the most highly 
touted uh, coaches that were found in this in this search. You know, he's, he's if not the top, probably the top, almost you know, you know undebatably. But um, yeah, he's got a couple good quarterbacks there. You know, Kellen Mond's playing really well. Travion Williams, he's got a good roster. Uh, Kevin Sumlin did not leave this program in shambles by any means. Um, so yeah, I think he's got some of the most to work with. And, you know, some of the most experience in big games and playing there in the ACC ran, you know, had a Heisman quarterback before, won a championship. So, yeah, I think Jimbo's got uh, a lot to play for there in College Station. And um, so far, I think he's he's done his job and, and maybe a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. And I think the, the thing that he's brought to A&M is, um, you know, toughness. You know, A&M has been traditionally soft in the last few years and you know, have given up and have not been able to hold together down the stretch. I think he's brought that with him. And, you know, like you said, I mean, really, truly, the Clemson game was winnable, easily winnable. And they played Alabama the best out of anybody Alabama's played yet this year. I mean, they actually threw the ball against them and were able to contain their rushing attack. You know, nobody's been able to do that. And, I mean, you you would have had to play perfect against Alabama to win, which which they didn't. Alabama's so good, but yeah, it was, you know, even though it was a t- you know, you know, it was a loss, and uh, lost by about three touchdowns. It was, uh, you know, about about what I expected, and I felt okay afterwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being in Bryant Denny, you know, it's a hard hard place to play yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of things to look up there in in College Station uh, for Jimbo. Um, so with that, that was our, um, recap of the coaching carousel four weeks into the season. Um, if you haven't already check out episode one, where we talk about and rank our top five in-game mascots before we do a little review and preview of our picks and then take it out with our final takes of the week. Um, Casey, any, anything to take us out with on this episode? Oh, let me see, Chuck. Um, no, I think I'm good. I think we got it covered, man. I think we, you're good. We got it well, all figured out. We're squared away. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, I just want to tell Longhorn Nation, we are Ooh, not wow. back. We are not back. Come on, until we what? Win ten games until we win ten games a season oh. and are competing for Big Twelve titles. We are not back. Come on, jump on the bandwagon, having, dude. Having said that, very impressive game against TCU. Yeah. Um, looked great. Yep. We were also at home. Um, very impressive. Not but, bad. You know, not bad. I, I think Tom Herman had a very good attitude after it, saying, you know, we're going to celebrate this one and forget it quickly because as soon as that, you know, thoughts start creeping in, we're back, we're back, you know, that's when it all starts to go downhill. So we are not back. <laughs> Don't jinx it. But but a big step in the right direction. Good win against TCU. Right. Hey, um, hey, you know, you look at you look at what Army did to Oklahoma. I mean, hey. Oklahoma's always you know, and TCU is the one game I was looking at because we we can't beat TCU to save our lives. You beat T- I mean yeah. they they lost we got blown out four years in a row the last four years. I mean, they had our number absolutely. Gary Patterson's an amazing coach. The OU game, I'm always it's all I don't care how bad we are, how good OU is, or or how it's flipped. The OU Texas game is always a coin uh-huh. toss. So that, you know, that game's always gonna be a coin toss. And we'll see. We got Kansas State and Bill Snyder Family Stadium out on you Bill got Snyder that. Highway. You're gonna win that. Um, They're gonna win that. Yeah. 
Bill Snyder parking lot and Bill Snyder highway. <laughs> they're gonna, um, yeah, so, they're just yeah. gonna rename the whole town. Let's just rename. Them all. <laughs> Wait, where is that? What is that? Law? Is that Manhattan? Manhattan? Yeah, just rename that yeah. Bill Snyder. <laughs> it, it really is Bill yeah. Snyder Family Stadium on Bill Snyder Highway. Oh, that's, uh, that's not a joke. Yeah, you know, total total other topic. Maybe we'll do this one of these days. You know, like top favorite coaches of all time, man. Bill Snyder's one of my top five. He is. He's. He's awesome. awesome. He really is awesome, man. What a what a he's he great. is, and he's they're they're not going to let him retire out there in Manhattan. So nah. he's just going to have to coach him until he's gone. He's going to be out there in a wheelchair with like a little oxygen yeah. mask, man. Just like you know, crutching yep, along. Yep. <laughs> yep, he will be. So good for him. That's who we've got next week, and A and M's got uh, the pitiful Arkansas. So hopefully, it'll be a good week for both of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So with that, that's episode two. I already recapped episode one. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Share with your friends and family on any social media platform you want. Um, Be sure to leave us a rating or a view. And with that, that is episode 10 um, for Casey the Briefcase. Happy birthday again. And uh, we will see you guys next week on Unpopular Opinions. See you next week.